How's it going? Happy Sunday. It is April 25th. Holy crap. Almost done four months of the year. That's a little crazy. Um, super uneventful week for myself. So I'm not going to have a lot to recover or go over. <laughs> um, good Lord. Last Sunday, I had my normal run. And then as the day progressed, I did that in the morning. And then as the day progressed, my back just seized up, seized up. And by 9, 10 p.m., I could barely walk. I couldn't navigate stairs. Um, yeah, embarrassing. Thankfully, I had some old um, Robaxa sets sitting around. So that kind of helped relax the muscles and kind of take down the swelling and the pain. But holy smoke, it's been a long time since... I've hurt my back that bad. I remember when I had my restaurant job, I think, being the tough guy, and it would have been probably early 30s, I was trying to move kegs around in this one nightclub I worked at. And of course, when you're young, it's all lived with your back and not with your legs. <laughs> so that went badly. And I even remember with that, I would have to sleep on my back, no other position, and then I wasn't even able to sit up to get out of bed and start my day. I had to roll and then one leg over the edge. Um, and this has <laughs> easily been over 10 years, so more than that, probably 12, 14, since I've hurt my back that bad. But what's worse is I don't even know what I did to do it. Like I had my run as normal, went about my day and then just as time went on it just seized up so I don't know if I sat funny or I jarred it while running or who knows but you don't know how good you have it until you have some super debilitating injury and so now I'm sitting at a week later feeling pretty good so but yeah I think me dumping yoga from my routine really hampered me as well. So that's going to have to come back in. I'm probably going to run every second day. I found success with that. Um, I found I didn't have to take any breaks and my pace was way better if I just every second day ran five to six kilometers. So that's going to be the plan. And now thanks to this little tap on the shoulder by father time, <laughs> um, yeah, now I'm going to have to reintroduce yoga or something. I think it's my hips and my lower back with the running and kind of just removing most other exercises from my routine. Like I do push-ups, pull-ups, um, some like sit squats when I remember <laughs> in the day. But other than that, um, I think I've become pretty, what's the term, sedentary. So, But then again, I'm running. I was running, walking, whatever four to five kilometers a day but that's the same thing maybe the body gets used to it so I'm feeling better I'm able to sit upright <laughs> without insane pain some mornings I'm jolted awake by sharp stabby pain muscle spasms and that but it's been getting better better and better as the days have gone on so fingers crossed I'm approaching 50 so shit I gotta kind of be proactive about so yes i'll have to drag out the old box sets of ddp yoga and start doing that just something to strengthen my core 
obviously dropping and giving myself 20 however often I was was not enough to strengthen my back so obviously while weighing there or weighing laying there and feeling sorry for myself (laughs) all week long and really not doing much um I didn't come across too many noteworthy things that I wanted to chat about and I didn't want this to be 20 minutes of wallowing about my back so but I can't remember what day it was and the whole notion of the the JFK moment in your life passed into my mind and I thought that would be a really interesting subject and then kind of maybe everyone can kind of reflect on those moments in their lives where there was those um still to this day as you get older and older there's those moments in time where you remember everything that happened for a period of time whether it's a few minutes a few hours or maybe the entire day I would like to think I have an average memory and I only and I'm also taking away from this personal things like um weddings funerals celebrations like personal stuff I'm removing from this and I'm trying to focus on those pure like I called it a a JFK moment I wasn't alive for that I don't think I was I guess I should have looked up when that was I think it was 60s maybe earlier but that I whatever I was either a not alive or um too young for some of these things like I don't remember Watergate but that's American and there's a lot of things that I vaguely remember them one of the examples that I was trying to think of when I was going over these um, crystal clear moments in time was when the Toronto Blue Jays won the first World Series I kind of remember it I remember the second one more so because of the home run that ended it but I don't remember where I was, who I was with, where, like, what was going on in that moment. Um, So then I put some thought into this about what are my JFK moments. And I came up with three defining ones, at least for my lifetime. And so there's, I'll just go over them in order and kind of how vividly I remember these things. And strangely, I guess most of them, sadly revolve around disaster nothing like hey this awesome thing happened in the news it's usually tragedy that kind of gets your brain soaking in maybe more of the scenario and taking it more seriously and so the three big ones and they're pretty unrelated and I think they're all eight to seven to eight years apart from each other the first one was the Challenger disaster on January 28th, 1986. Um, I was in, how old would I have been then? 12. So I, yeah, I was in grade six and I remember walking down the school hallway and this was back when they had the old big TVs on those kind of rolling carts and then the top shelf was the TV, if you're old enough to remember this, and then the shelf down was the VCR. But this one was plugged in somewhere and it was just kind of playing or maybe they had plugged it in when they heard the news. But I remember vividly exactly what hallway I was walking down and I came into a room and they were playing the news of the explosion. And of course, on the news, they're 
they have their live updates, but then they just kind of keep replaying the explosion and the reaction. And then um, I completely remember what, like, like I said, what hall I came down, where I turned in, what room of the school I was in, and some of the interactions I had, like what teacher was right there. And it's crazy that that's kind of my first crystal clear kind of few minute segment that I remember everything like super vivid and I know there's other points in my life where I remember glimpses of things or moments or feelings from time or kind of just something fleeting will enter my mind from such a weird random place and it's either something that brought me joy or is kind of a novelty thought but just a curveball out of nowhere and these are more lifelong like vivid memories so that was the first kind of big one that I remember that was a disaster and the room filled up with people and we just sat and kind of watched because when I of course grade six I would have been 12 years old and so it was a big deal and this is before um, 800 different channels so it was very like just through cable TV and just sitting there. So we would have only had maybe the three big American networks and PBS, maybe something else, maybe our French channel. (laughs) But yeah, that was like in the 80s, of course, it was a more, there was no internet. There was no like mass media channels like how there's Fox News and CNN and stuff like now where they're constantly clamoring to the next big story or they'll fixate on something. And that'll come up in my third one. But yeah, I just, I remember everything about that still to this day. And that kind of capsule of time that afternoon of just kind of sitting there and just being in shock and awe that something like the space program could fuck up on that big of a level. And then... This last year, on lockdown, I came across a, I think it was two, three-part documentary that kind of did a a deep dive of the Challenger thing, and you saw about, because it was in Florida, I believe, and just about how it was so cold that night, and how they had to get frost or ice off of the um, rockets, and how no one ever knew that the cold would shrink the seals on the rocket boosters and create a leak. So all these years later, the technology is advanced. I think only two um, shuttles have had something really bad happen. There was one in the 2000s, but I would have been older and doing dumb shit. (laughs) So it wouldn't have impacted me or been something that I would have been fixated with. But in the 80s, when there was not as frequent, sadly, as a a disaster or something treated as a disaster every other day because we can see the whole world. Um, this was the first big one. And like I said, I remember so much of it. Um, On to my number two, um, April 5th, 1994. I would have been just at the end of my first year of university, I believe. I'm trying to think. 92... Yeah, so 93, 94 would have been my first year of school. 
And of course, April 5th, 94 was the suicide of Kurt Cobain. And at the time, living in a dorm, second south, <laughs> um, you were surrounded by like a hundred plus people that were your roommates pretty much in this gigantic dormitory. And every floor and section had a lounge with a TV. And of course, 1994, the only thing on TVs for young people would have been a 24-hour just much music. I'm sure for the States, MTV is the equivalent, but just on as a marathon. And late 80s and early 90s was that move from hairband and metal um, being the main popular music. And rap was starting up, of course, too. Um, but it had moved <clears throat> firmly into grunge. And with Soundgarden, Nirvana, Alice in Chains, um, all those bands, Pearl Jam, the Seattle movement. And so this is the second time in my life where I remember once again, I was walking down a hall um, from whatever area of the building to another and came through the lounge. And then it came on much music that Kurt Cobain had killed himself. And I completely remember once again, where I was, where I was walking, and kind of the just the vivid memory of everything around and the people that were living there at the time that I was interacting with and stuff like that. And like I said, it's so strange that it's these gigantic disasters. I don't know what it does in your mind that just makes you more acutely aware, it seems, where your brain starts focusing more on like remembering so I don't know if it's some genetic thing that you just you remember more of bad situations to recall it again maybe to protect you later but yeah I completely 100% remember like where I was um and just kind of the overall vibe of that day and afternoon when we found out very similar to um, eight years earlier, over eight years earlier with the shuttle thing, where I specifically remember a lot of detail around it, which you don't in your day-to-day. -day. Like, go up to somebody and name a date and be like, what were you doing that day? No one's going to remember. And so it's weird how these, like I said, these JFK moments kind of are so vivid to you. And, um, I almost wish that my memory was this good on so many other things, mainly work <laughs> and when studying for exams also. But the Cobain one was another, especially for Gen X like myself, I'm assuming both of these and probably the third one are going to be on a lot of people's lists like that. Where were you when? And that was the second big one. And then, of course... Number three, and I'm assuming this will be for most people, and this will be Gen X and probably all, like even millennials and boomers and everyone that was alive would probably remember September 11th, 2001. Um, I was working in bars at the time, and so I would come home, go to sleep, and then wake up probably like late, late morning lunch, or even anywhere up to middle afternoon depending how long it took me to shut down and if I had after work drinks but 
I specifically remember my roommate at the time waking me up and being like, you have to see this. And I went out to our living room and it's vivid as day. Like him getting me up, me going out there and seeing the first tower was already hit. And then him and I sat there watching because it looked so real. And I think we were already into the generation of at least high def. And so it looked like special effects from a movie. Um, The Challenger thing was still on old tube TV, so it didn't have that very vivid shock to it. Like, it was still shocking, and I remember it, obviously. But with 9-11, it was just, you're sitting there watching, and nobody knew what was going on, and there was just the speculation. I don't even know if we knew it was a plane yet. Was it bombed? Was it, like, everyone was still... But this was now after when there was cable news that you could just watch all day long. And so I can't remember what network we were watching, but I remember just sitting there watching. And then all of a sudden, boom, the second plane and the explosion and just the terror of it. And at the time and now coming up this fall of this year is 20 years, which is mind boggling to me. Like... There's people who can vote that were born after this. And this one especially because of the high def of it and because of the the spectacle on the news. Like, it was just everything was more... The internet existed and um, high def, like I said, and cable TV and just everything um, was more accessible worldwide and more... You could get more in-depth on stuff. And just sitting there and watching it. And I remember I spent my whole afternoon just sitting and watching the news kind of digest it and break down what they knew and that it was planes then after a while and then after so long of watching the building smoke watching them come to the ground and like I said it was like watching a movie it felt a hundred percent surreal and it's still strange to me to this day that something of such like a monumental disaster would be so close to home. Like we get war footage all the time, but realistically in Canada and the U S we haven't encountered anything on this scale in my lifetime up to that point. Like there was stuff you'd see on the news from overseas. And of course, um, like documentaries and TV shows about war and of course, major motion pictures with their, more explosions mentality, right? Like the Schwarzenegger, Stallone, um, Die Hard, all that stuff kind of over-the-top action. And then something, you don't think they're real, though. You're just watching, right? And so when this happened in reality, it was mind-numbing. And of course, then I had to, at the last minute, of course, shower up, get ready, go to work, work in the bar, And then, of course, we have every TV in the bar just sitting there and we're still processing and digesting. And I remember vividly the waking up, being woken up, going out, seeing it, not believing it, watching with my roommate all afternoon. And then my shift at the bar that night, I remember many facets of it and like where I pretty much hung out for my shift, just watching this constant update. And like I said, it's so real. I thankfully, 
there hasn't been anything, or I'm desensitized, <laughs> but there hasn't been anything like that since that is like mass media world news where I remember everything. I've had moments in my life that are personal things that I remember a ton of because it was very personal and I was living through it myself. But I think, yeah, I like my term of it just being my JFK moments and I'm sure we all have them. And um, anyone roughly my age, probably 40s, late 40s, I'll assume, because Challenger was 86. So I was grade six, 12 years old. So maybe younger than that, you're still kind of the oblivious kid and didn't realize the gravity of the situation. But those were my big three. Um, If you were a friend or a listener, you can find me on Twitter, Facebook, um, however you want to recount or if we chat. (laughs) Um, Let me know what yours are because I'm guessing a lot of people my age, these were also at least three of things. Like I said earlier with the Blue Jays and other sporting events, they aren't, sadly, because they're probably positive things, right? But I kind of remember the second Blue Jays World Series win. Don't know where I was. I remember the Joe Carter home run off Mitch Wild Thing Williams, was it? Wow. If I remember that, I'm impressed. But it's so weird that the positive, happy things, I don't remember where I was like going nuts. Now sitting here thinking about it, I think we went out in the streets and like partied it up a bit for the second Blue Jays one because I think I was in college by then. But so strange and just, yeah, it's weird to kind of now as I'm approaching 50, think back at what are those defining moments and these three are them. Um, I know in retrospect, I don't know how the grunge thing is viewed. Um, I know for him, of course, one of the first things that was brought up was he died at 27, and that's the same age that I believe Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin, and I think there's one or two others. They're all these big rock stars that died at 27, of course. He's a member of that club as well but yeah that's not the most upbeat (laughs) thing in the world it's kind of cool to reminisce and even now as I'm looking at pictures of these things and talking about them it's still strangely tremendously vivid each and every one of these um, moments in time and if it is based on really shitty things then I'm happy if I don't have any more vivid memories going forward but yeah, I'm hurting. Hopefully by next week, my back is up and ready to rock and I'm mobile a bit again and back to norm. We'll see what things I can scrape up. <laughs> I've had a few kind of neat ideas for tangents to kind of talk about, but this one kind of jumped out at me as a really cool subject because I think everyone has those moments in their lives that kind of are clear as day to the day they die. And I thought I'd share mine with you. Once again, thanks for listening. If you've stuck around, like I said, you can find me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Um, I do have a Patreon page. If you like what I'm doing, you can sort me, support me 
for as little as a cup of coffee a month. But otherwise, thanks for hanging out. I appreciate it so much, and I'll see you later.